0: Welcome to the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. All the information you need to make the most of your fantasy football league with just a touch of sarcasm to keep you from taking yourself too seriously. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this latest episode of the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. Hello again everybody and welcome to the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. It is Saturday, December 22nd. I would have opened a show with a little Christmas music, but I would have probably gotten in trouble for that. I think it's illegal. But uh, so instead, I'm just going to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. Uh, I'm not going to do any of this Happy Holidays BS because this is Christmas, and that's what we're celebrating. So everybody, Merry Christmas. I hope you have a great holiday weekend, great Christmas holiday weekend. And as you know, this is Week 16 of the NFL season. This is also championship week in most fantasy football leagues. So we're going to have a quick little show for you uh, to go over all the news and notes that you're going to need to put your starting lineup in for your championship game should you be lucky enough to be in that game. Uh, I don't have to worry about it. I have to worry about it in one league that I'm in. Um, But the other two, the ones that I really love and enjoy, the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football League, done. The Dynasty League, done. So, I'm going to give you all the information, along with some gambling information, along with some, uh, let's see, we'll we'll do a fantasy girl for you. Uh, check out the website, mycffl.com, mycffl.com. Everything I talk about today, it's going to be there. The news and notes, all the links, the fantasy girl, the the bets that I'm going to suggest for this week of NFL and college bowl games, those will be there. As as you know, Dan's not here today again. uh, Family Christmas stuff going on, so he is taking off. He'll be hopefully back again next week for our our special our special New Year's show where we have our awards. We have our year end awards next week. We also have we're going to do something called uh, uh, New Year's resolutions for for football players. New Year's resolutions that they should be considering and and all kinds of other fun stuff. We'll have a very special um, fantasy girl who will also be our trophy girl for the the awards show that, like we had last year. So hopefully you'll be here again next week. Uh, not a whole lot going on for next week, just just a lot of fun and year end awards presentations. And speaking of the playoffs, like I just was, um, I got a suggestion from our, our executive producer of the show, Wayne, uh, he he is going to be putting together a playoff fantasy league. Uh, and we're we're looking for a couple couple more teams out there. We need two or three more teams, depending on you know the open spots. Yeah, we're looking for 12 teams where we're gonna need two or three more teams. So if anybody is interested in doing this, get me an email right away. CFF podcast at hotmail.com, cffpodcast, hotmail.com. Just put a note in there saying, hey, I want to be in the the, the uh, playoff fantasy league. Um, I'm going to explain how that works really quickly here. Um, or you can send me a text, 414-520-8249. The first couple people that show some interest in doing this, um, we'll, we'll get them in the league, assuming they can meet all the criteria and some of that is you need to know a little bit about playoff football. Um, here here's what happens. There's going to be 12 teams because there's only 12 teams in the playoffs for the NFL. And each team, each fantasy team is going to get a a team quarterback that you'll pick in the draft. You're going to get two running backs from any any of the playoff teams, three receivers, one tight end, one flex, one place kicker, and one defensive team. Now, in in this playoff Uh, league, all you're going to get points for is scoring. So touchdowns, field goals. As long as your player remains in the playoffs, you'll continue to earn points whenever they score. As soon as the player is out, that player is out, and you can no longer, of course, gain points. Um, We're going to do this really simple. It's going to be a simple $25 buy-in, and we're going to have prizes $175 for first, $50 for second, $25 for third. And uh, five other prizes, will get $10 each. Um, again, sounds interesting to you, let me know. And uh, we got a little bit of time, but we, we're going to fill those two spots up pretty quickly. And uh, we'll, of course, do the draft. Wayne will get in touch with you as far as when the draft will be. And it'll all be an online type thing, I assume, since we're expecting some players from out of town. Um, and there you go. So... While we were talking about that with Wayne, I also got uh, a thing. He's still still a little uh, miffed about his Lamar Jackson thing. I think he's looking for a little um, assurance that he did the right thing in in making that deal for Lamar Jackson. Uh, And he he sent me some more, of course, unbiased info on Lamar Jackson. It reads like this because I have a couple responses for it. In the podcast league... Jackson is a quarterback twelve. That's our dynasty league since week eleven. Week eleven. Now, if you'll remember, that's when he finally was uh, what good enough for the for the team to put him in theoretically. Even though he only went in because uh, Joe Flacco injured his hip. But uh, anyway, since since week eleven, he has completed fifty nine percent of his pass attempts. Let's get that bust for the Hall of Fame ready right away here. Since Lamar Jackson took over as starting quarterback, Baltimore has outrushed opponents by 164.8 yards per game, the highest rate in the league. The next closest team over that span, Houston, with um, Deshaun Watson, who, you know, let's remember what we're talking about here, is is at plus 68.6 rush yards over their opponent. Over that span, the Ravens have run 78 more offensive plays than their opponent's the largest play differential in the league. Opponents have averaged just 57 offensive plays per game over that span, the fifth fewest in the league. The team allowing the fewest plays over that stretch is the Chargers at 55 plays per game. 36.5% of Jackson's rushing attempts have resulted in a first down, the highest rate for any player with 100 rushing attempts on the season. Now, I'm going to start with the beginning. You know, where, where since he took over as quarterback, the Ravens have outrushed their opponents uh, by 164 yards. Now, the last time I checked, in fact, I, I am on our fantasy website right now, and it says Lamar Jackson quarterback. It doesn't say Lamar Jackson running back. Now, if if we were going to Lamar Jackson as a running back, the, guy, the guy's a stud, but he's not. He's supposed to throw the ball to the open receivers. The fact is, he can't do that, and I, I don't. I don't know why we have to keep going over this. He's not a quarterback. He's not a dynasty quarterback. He's not a franchise quarterback. He wasn't a franchise quarterback when he was in Louisville. He he won a. God only knows how he won. He won a, a Heisman. It it blows my mind. It kind of makes the Heisman a worthless award now. I mean, especially even this year. They gave it to that that quarterback out of Oklahoma who isn't even going to play football. He's not. Anyways, we're talking Lamar Jackson. 164.8 yards per game. Now, he's also talking about since he, he was put into the starting position in week 11, He's completed 59% of his passes. That is more along my lines of saying the guy isn't a good quarterback than it is saying, oh my God, look how amazing he's been. He's 59%. 59% is not good, especially considering, let's let's look at who he's played since week 11. We have the Bengals, horrible. The Raiders, horribler. The Falcons, zero defense. The Chiefs, a good defense. I mean, a good offense, not a very good defense, and the Buccaneers, ditto the other four teams. Now, let's look at did the team did the guy win these games? Um, nah, shoot, I don't have that in front of me. I know he lost to the Chiefs. Um, I'd have to look. I don't, I don't remember what he did, but irrelevant. Let's look at what Lamar Jackson did. The most yards he had passing, now remember, he's a quarterback. The most yards he had passing was against the Raiders and their horrible defense, and that was 178 yards. In all five of these games, he's barely over 50% passing. Now, sure, he's got a lot of rushing yards, but again, that's not going to last very long. He, He is a quarterback. He's not a big guy. He's small. He's almost running for more yards than he's passing it's 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 hilarious um so let's, let's slow the roll a little bit Wayne he is a quarterback he's not a running back let's uh see what he does when he has to pass the ball he's going to get throttled this week by the Chargers and I notice um the last week he's going to play the Browns uh, that's another good defense I I might tell you right now he's going to lose that game And uh, let's assume he doesn't get hurt in this game because, oh, and that's the other thing. They brought in, in one of those games, because Lamar Jackson can't throw the ball, they brought in RG3 on two plays to throw a Hail Mary pass to try and win a game. A game in which, of course, they lost. But uh, enough of that. You got questions, comments, concerns, feel free to email us, cffpodcast at hotmail.com. Or you can get Dan at Strap1971 at Yahoo.com. You want to call up and leave a message, and uh we can play on the podcast, feel free to do that on our fan line, 414-520-8249. You can also text and we'll read the text on, on the air too. And then don't forget, you want a, one of those spots in the in the playoff fantasy league, and uh, you want to take a chance at that with us, feel free. We'd love to have you. We got a couple spots open. You can either email us, cffpodcast at hotmail.com, or call us on on the fan line and let us know, and we'll get back to you. But until then, we have some news and notes, everybody. That's right. It's time for the news and notes. And I started with the siren. But what I did in order to make this a little more interesting, I I mixed the injuries in with the regular news and notes so that it wasn't all going to be this guy's hurt, this guy's hurt. I'm going to make you actually listen to the news and notes to find out who is in and out this week uh, in case you're, you're looking for information on on players you may have that you're going to want to start in your in your championship game and there's a lot of uh, big time players that are not going to be playing and we'll start with this one cam newton cam newton in his horrible throwing motion he is going to miss the rest of the season and it it shouldn't really matter though for fantasy teams i mean there's absolutely no way you were in the finals of your playoffs with cam newton as your starting quarterback i i'm going to pretty much make that guarantee kind of like you know, futures with Lamar Jackson. You will not be in a championship game with Lamar Jackson as your starting quarterback. This also means that Taylor Heineke is slated to be the quarterback for the Panthers for the rest of the year. Word was that coach, head coach Ron Rivera, who is himself thought to be on the hot seat for this job, was going to continue to play Cam Newton for the rest of the season in hopes of trying to keep his job. I mean... Look at what he's doing with Christian McCaffrey. He's, he's wrecking that poor kid by continually using him on every down because he's the only guy that can gain any yardage. He's, he's running him into the ground in hopes to save his job, but I don't think it's going to work. Look for Ron Rivera, I'm telling you right now, to be a coaching casualty at the end of the season. In other stories, Todd Gurley is dealing with inflammation in his knee even though the team expects him to be fine for this week's game. I would be cautious about getting him in your lineup. Well, I mean, not getting him in your lineup, but I would be cautious as to thinking you're going to get tons of, of scoring opportunities and scoring points from him fantasy-wise. I, I think his knee is a little worse shape than, than uh, what everybody's leading on. Speaking of other injuries, Packer running back Aaron Jones placed on the IR by the Packers. And Green Bay has brought in Capri Bibbs to fill in in a backup role for the rest of the seasons. Bibbs was a receiving back for the Redskins while Chris Thompson, you'll remember, while he was out of action for the Redskins. Falcons running back Edo Smith was placed on IR for Atlanta. After undergoing surgery on his injured knee, the Falcons have signed Jeremy Langford off of their practice squad to fill in for him. And speaking of injured running backs, Frank Gore, he's done for the year for the Dolphins after injuring his foot last year. This could be the time when you finally get to use rookie running back out of Arizona State, Kalen Ballage. Um, Although (laughs) that isn't a chance you will likely take considering you are most probably in the championships if you're thinking about making that move. Uh, If you're looking to put him in a lineup this week, you're gonna need a little more help than I'm able to give you. Another running back that is put on the on the done list for the season. Detroit rookie on Johnson. He's been injured, as you remember, last few weeks has been missing games. Uh, uh, he injured his knee, and uh, they're not expecting it to need surgery. However, you know he they they put him on the injured list for the last two games. I don't know why, but they did. Look for him to be a full participant, though, in in OTAs this spring. Uh, Wide receiver Tyler Boyd. He suffered a low-grade sprain of his MCL last week. And this is something that's going to likely keep him out of the lineup for a week or two. Don't expect to see any action uh, from him this week for the Bengals. The GOAT, Aaron Rodgers. He suffered a groin injury last week on the last play of the first half for the Packers. Interim head coach Joe Philbin, however is still expecting Rodgers to play because, well, he is the GOAT. He ain't no team quarterback that sits out every time he gets a little hangnail. Aaron Rodgers will play. And Speaking of GOATs, Jets quarterback Sam Darnold knows the best when he sees it. When asked about Rodgers, Sam Darnold said, quote, I look at Aaron all the time. Just watch some of the cool throws he's able to make. He really is the most talented person I've ever seen. The way he's able to get rid of the ball and throw the football. Darnold continued, knowing how hard the position is, knowing how hard it is to play it, it is really cool to be able to watch someone really make it look so easy. Now, what's the one thing you notice in that that quote from Sam Darnold about Aaron Rodgers? You know, he called him the goat and all that kind of stuff. You notice that... Didn't say a word about Tom Brady and his, his throwing ability. Remember that. Speaking of Tom Brady, things are looking like they're getting worse and worse for the Patriots. Reports out of New England are that Josh Gordon, stepping away from football to focus on his mental health. Now remember what this means, as, as you already, already know what this means. We brought it up at the beginning of season, at the beginning of training camp, when Josh Gordon was supposed to be there. And he didn't show up because he was working on his mental health. This report comes amid multiple beliefs, uh, which, which turned out to be true, that uh, Josh Gordon, he is suspended indefinitely by the N- NFL for violating the terms of his reinstatement under the NFL's drug abuse policy. That means Gordon is likely done for his career. What a waste of talent. Speaking of indefinite suspensions and wastes of careers, Martavis Bryant of the Oakland Raiders looks to have played his final game in the NFL as he has also been suspended due to the NFL's substance abuse policy. This is Bryant's third ban. Third. We're going to get into this next week with New Year's resolutions, but how Bryant has three bans under the NFL policy and is still playing in this league well, I mean he's not anymore. He's he's done. I can't see him coming back to the NFL at all. And then not to be outdone by Martavis Bryant and and Josh Gordon. You remember Doriel Green Beckham? He was a second round draft pick a couple years ago who didn't really didn't really play college football due to all kinds of run ins with the law and drugs. He was supposed to be the next big speedy wide receiver that was going to change the league. Well, Doyle, Doriel Green Beckham was arrested this week in Missouri after the house he was in was surrounded by law enforcement officers trying to serve a search warrant for, wait for it, drugs. Allegedly, Green Beckham tried to escape out of a window in the back of the house with a backpack that had one pound of marijuana inside of it. When caught by law enforcement, they also found another seven to eight pounds of marijuana inside the house. Now that is three guys who have thrown away lucrative careers in the NFL just because they couldn't stop with the wacky tobacco. Now don't sit here and try and tell me that marijuana is harmless and should be legal in all cases in every state because you know it it's just making me making me uh, calm and it's it's a nice way to You know, everybody drinks, and that's legal. Why can't we have marijuana? If these three stories don't show you that marijuana is more than just a recreational, no harm, no foul drug, I don't know what will. This is a life-altering drug that is so powerful it drives strong people to just simply not care about their responsibilities in life and throw away that which gives them the ability to live life in a manner that most people cannot even dream of. I don't know how anyone out there could say that marijuana should be legal and it doesn't do any harm, and, oh, it's it's not any worse than alcohol. Please. The news and notes. That was it. And it's time now for your championship week must starts and don't bothers. Of course, this week we do not have a... a beat the host segment um no interest in it apparently so no one wanted to play so we're, we're gonna go without it again this week and uh that means we're we dan and i we're guaranteed to win this year gave away a few prizes but uh not enough for people to beat the hosts. so let's get into the must starts of dope bothers and as always we start with the quarterbacks First must-start this week, Dak Prescott versus Tampa. You know, after losing so many quarterbacks injuries for the last couple of games of the year, I have to start looking at players like Prescott if you want to stay away from the obvious guys. This week, however, it may actually be a great idea to get Prescott in your lineup if you're in a championship game. Yeah, he sucked against Indy last week. However, he's playing Tampa this week, and no quarterback has ever finished worse than 11th in fantasy points when going against a Tampa Bay defense. Also remember, the Cowboys are still playing for a division championship. They're going to be putting everything out there for you. Get Dak Prescott in your lineup. I also like this week Baker Mayfield against Cincinnati. Remember the last couple weeks when I've been telling you that Cincinnati is done and they're playing horribly? Well, this will be another week of that. Believe it or not, the Browns are still somewhat in the discussion for a playoff spot. And you can thank Baker Mayfield for that. This week, he goes against the Bengals defense that has already fallen to Baker Mayfield and his Browns team when Baker threw for four touchdowns back in Week 12. I also like Matt Ryan against Carolina and Ben Roethlisberger against the Saints. As far as do bothers, the guy some people think is the GOAT. Tom Brady versus Buffalo. I know, I know. This is the championship in your league, And you're thinking that you cannot possibly put Brady on your bench. If you have someone else that is even a possibility, you should think about it this week. The word is that Brady is not feeling right. Uh, The team won't say injury, but that is a talk around the league. He just hasn't been playing very good lately. He has more than 16 fantasy. He hasn't had more than 16 fantasy points in any of his last four games at home against Buffalo. Add to that... The Buffalo defense defense, which has given up the fewest points to quarterbacks playing on the road. Now, I'm gonna go against this when it comes to our bets, because uh, you know, there's there's other things out there that make picking the New England Patriots a, a better choice. But if you're talking fantasy football right now, I would consider keeping Tom Brady on your bench this week. I also don't like Matthew Stafford versus Minnesota. I've been down on Stafford for the last few weeks now. I don't understand how this guy still has a job in the NFL yet. He continues to be thrown out there by the Lions. He has yet to score more than 16 fantasy points in any of his last seven games. And in that time, he has also coughed up five interceptions. Hell, Aaron Rodgers would have to play for three more seasons to match that stat. I also want you to keep on your bench this week. Jared Goff against the Cardinals, if it's possible. And Eli Manning versus Indianapolis. Uh, not going to have good games this week. Running backs, must starts for you this week. Nick Chubb versus Cincinnati. Again, if I need to keep reminding you that the Bengals have given up, I'm going to keep reminding you. i like Chubb to come back after a not good stat week last week. He faces off with a defense that is allowing the five yards per rush. They're also giving up 20 touchdowns and the second most fantasy points to running backs this year. I also like Chris Carson against Kansas city. Carson has recorded a touchdown in four of his last five games this year. This week it's the chiefs and they have allowed over five yards per rush as well as the most fantasy points to running backs when playing on the road. I also like Jamal Williams versus the jets and Gus Edwards against the Chargers, assuming Lamar Jackson doesn't take all the running plays away and actually hands the ball off. As far as don't bothers, Adrian Peterson versus Tennessee. Adrian Peterson only needs 77 more yards to have 1,000 for the season. Hell, it took Tom Brady, what, 15 seasons to get 1,000 rushing yards? Anyway, the matchup against the Titans' rush defense does not look good for Peterson this week. Uh, This past week, They held Saquon Barkley uh, and have only given up the third-fewest rushing yards to running backs this season. Kenyon Drake versus Jacksonville. Last week, Drake only scored a little over six fantasy points for his owners. I know this because I had him. Luckily, I only needed him as a flex player, and I moved to the championship game. But uh, I'm thinking of sitting him this week because it's not a good matchup at all for him against the Jaguars. Um, even with Frank Gore not playing, I would keep him on your bench. I'm also not a fan of Doug Martin versus Denver or Leonard Fournette versus Miami. Leonard Fournette came out this week and said that, uh, he's not really in good shape and, uh, he's partly to blame for his bad performance this season. Let's move to running our wide receiver. Shall we? Must starts for you this week. Amari Cooper versus 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 Tampa. Okay. I was wrong about this trade that the Cowboys made. I am gonna admit it. The Tampa defense has allowed 12 touchdowns and the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers playing at home this year. That's enough right there, along with the motivation the Cowboys have to win a division championship. You get Mari Cooper in your lineup. Also Corey Davis versus Washington. I'm only calling Corey Davis a must-start this week because he playing the Redskins. Otherwise I would likely keep him on my bench again. Washington's defense has given up the fourth most yards, as well as 12 touchdowns to receivers out wide this year. I also like Tyler Lockett versus Kansas City and Calvin Ridley versus Carolina as Julio Jones uh, is is nursing an injury and quite possibly may not play this week. As far as don't bothers, DJ Moore versus Atlanta. In fact, I'm going to tell you right now, keep all your Panthers on the bench this week. Cam Newton is done, and I have no clue who this replacement guy is. I can tell you that he has only thrown five regular season passes in his career. Give up on all the Panthers players this week. It's for your own good. Also, Adam Humphreys versus Dallas. Humphreys has been saving uh, quite a few fantasy owners the last few weeks, but that fun ends this Sunday the Cowboys' defense has been surprisingly tough on slot receivers. They've given up only the fifth fewest points to that position this year. I also do not not like Kenny Galladay versus Minnesota or Allen Robinson versus the 49ers. And finally, tight end must starts. David Joku versus Cincinnati. Yeah, the Bengals are finished. I'm letting you know that right now. They're, They're finished. Joku against the Bengals' defense is an obvious must start for all owners out there. In his last game against the Bengals, when they were still playing for something, Joku had 63 yards receiving and one touchdown. Get him in your lineup. He should light it up big time this week. I also like Austin Hooper versus Carolina. Yes, he was shut out last week, but that does not take away the fact that this guy's a must start this week against another team that has given up the Carolina Panthers and again remember it looks like Julio Jones may not play because of a nagging injury to I believe his foot the Panthers defense on top of that has allowed the third most fantasy points to tight ends this year also remember that in their week two matchup Hooper scored a touchdown against them when the Panthers defense was actually playing tough I also like Cameron Braid versus Dallas and Eric Ebron versus the Giants as far as don't bothers, Trey Burton versus San Francisco. The 49ers defense, believe it or not, is giving up fewer than 40 yards a game to tight ends and a mere nine fantasy points. It may, it may be difficult for you to keep him on your bench, especially considering that there isn't much else out there as far as tight ends are concerned. However, if you possibly can, Trey Burton should ride the pine this week for you. Vernon Davis versus Tennessee. You would think that with Jordan Reed done for the season, Vernon Davis would be a must start. However, the Redskins are now on their fourth quarterback this season. The offense is ground to a halt, and I do not see that changing this week when they match up against the Titans defense. They have allowed zero touchdowns, the fewest fantasy points to the position of tight end this season. Keep Vernon Davis on your bench against Tennessee this week. I also don't like Hands of Stone Jimmy Graham against the Jets and Vance McDonald against the Saints. And that's it for your must-starts that don't bothers this week. It's time to get in the casino and make yourself somebody. Ace Rothstein was a hell of a handicapper. I can tell you that. I got to warn you, Clark, they don't play the same games here that they do at them regular casinos. That's right casino time everybody and I think I'm gonna to stick to my guns again this week. Uh, last week I said I'm, I'm done. I'm done talking about the, the pros on the radio and their their horrible records that they're bragging about uh, because every time I do that my picks always tank and I look like a fool. So last week I didn't do that. I'm not gonna do it this week and I'm gonna keep it simple. I'm gonna keep with the, the basic common sense picks. And as you will notice, if you go on the website, mycffl.com, and, and look at the wager page, my picks for last week did pretty well. Uh, broke even, made a little money. Uh, my, my big things, the, the parlays, didn't come in, but but I still have a couple bowl games going for today, and I, I should be able to uh, make some money next from last week's picks. So we're going to try it again this week. And remember, this is only for fun. We're just doing this for information And if you want to use these picks and you live in a place where sports betting is legal, feel free to take them. Um, First game in the NFL, LA Chargers minus four and a half versus Baltimore. In this game, the Chargers just simply a better team than the Ravens. I'd like them to win this game by an easy touchdown. There just isn't any offense for Baltimore right now. If the team is going to live and die by Lamar Jackson's running, they're going to be accomplishing, they're going to be have to accomplish too much especially against a chargers team that is playing out of their minds right now give me the chargers and i'll give you four and a half points new york giants plus nine versus indianapolis there's a simple formula as to when to play the giants or not and it goes a little something like this this year the giants are five and oh against the spread when getting four or more points as an underdog And they are 1-6-1 as an underdog of less than four points. Now that, that does mean one thing. That's right. According to this stat, the Giants have only been favored one time this season. That isn't good. Either way, though, the rule of gambling is this. You stick with the trend until the trend is no longer the trend. Give me the Giants and the nine points. New England, minus 13 versus Buffalo. In their last 12 games as double-digit favorites, the Patriots have covered 11 times, and that includes three times this year. Now, I do admit I'm a little wary after watching how old Tom Brady seems to be looking in his last games. However, like I just got done saying, a trend is a trend, and you stick with that until it stops being a trend. Give me the Patriots, and I'm going to reluctantly lay that 13 points. Minnesota minus five and a half versus Detroit. The Vikings are playing for the postseason and need to get their game back together. The Lions, well, they're playing for the golf course, as in which one they're making reservations at after one more week of football. The Lions have completely given up. They don't stand a chance in this game. I'm going to take Minnesota and I'll lay the points. Houston plus one versus Philadelphia. I do not understand how Houston is getting a point here. The Eagles are on their second quarterback, and he did not look that good last week. Too many injury problems in Philly right now, and I believe the Texans are going to win this game all right. Jacksonville, plus four and a half, versus Miami. This is another game that I cannot believe the Jaguars are getting points. Miami is not almost five points better than Jacksonville, even with the backup quarterback playing in Jacksonville. The Jaguars' defense is too tough and should handle the Dolphins. Jacksonville may lose this game, but it's going to be close. Kansas City minus two and a half versus Seattle. This is the game of the week in my opinion. i love the Chiefs to put the Seahawks back in their place. Just way too much talent, and even as good as the Seattle defense has been playing, they just are not really as good as they're looking on TV. Chiefs big in this game. Denver minus two and a half versus Oakland. This is just a hunch on my part. Oakland is done. They have been horrible and disappointing all season. It isn't going to be much more fun this week against a tough Denver defense. Give me Denver. I'll lay the two and a half against Oakland. I am also doing an over-under parlay, and I'm taking the Giants-Indie game over 47. I'm taking the Tampa-Dallas game over 46 and a half. I'm taking Houston-Philly game over Over 45, I'm taking Jackson, Miami, under 39, and I'm taking Kansas City, Seattle, over 53. For my college bets, really quickly here. The first responder bowl, I'm taking Boise State, minus three, versus Boston College. The quick lane bowl, I'm taking Georgia Tech, minus five and a half, versus Minnesota. In the Cheez-It Bowl, I'm taking TCU and a Pick'em, versus California. In the Texas Bowl, I'm taking Baylor plus four and a half versus Vanderbilt. In the Music City Bowl, I'm taking Auburn minus three and a half versus Purdue. And in the Camping World Bowl, I'm taking West Virginia minus one versus Syracuse. And finally, in the Orange Bowl, I'm taking Alabama minus 14 against Oklahoma. That's it for my picks this week. Like I said... If you live in a place where gambling is legal, feel free to check out the website, mycffl.com. Check out the wager page and feel free to use those picks if you you would like. Remember, it's only gambling if you don't know what you're doing and don't bet any more than you can afford to lose. Until next week, good luck on those picks and it's time for the Fantasy Girl. I'm in the club I got my drink and uh, like I said it, it's not much fun without Dan here to to make the guesses on the on the measurements but it's 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 an it's a regular topic on the show so we're gonna do it anyway Kelly Gale your fantasy girl for the week here in the Cheddarhead fantasy football podcast you can check her out on the website mycFfl.com on the fantasy girl page Kelly Gale Kelly Olivia Gale. She was born May fourteenth, 1995. She is a Swedish-Australian fashion model of Indian and Australian heritage. Kelly is known globally for her work with Victoria's Secret, the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Issue, and Playboy, as well as being featured, featured in a music video for Enrique Iglesias. We have her as a fantasy girl this week because there was just a news article out about her, how she got all kinds of... of fat-shaming hate on on social media when she (laughs) took pictures of herself working out outside of an In-N-Out Burger uh, restaurant. And uh, all the haters hated her for it, like uh, giving her all kinds of social media um, uh, bullying and all that kind of fun stuff. So we made her our, our fancy girl of the week because that's the kind of stuff we like. She was born and raised in Gothenburg, Sweden. She has also lived in Ghana for four years. Kelly was involved in sports since an early age. She played soccer and tennis since she was seven years old. At age 13, she was discovered by a model agent outside a coffee shop in Sweden. 13, drinking coffee. One of her first modeling jobs was for H&M. She was also the Playboy Playmate for September 2016. And again, all you guys out there trying to find the pictures, remember, 2016, I believe this was the year when Playboy was trying that whole no nudity thing, so don't expect too much. (laughs) The 23-year-old Victoria's Secret model stands 5 foot 11 inches tall. She weighs 121 pounds, has brown hair and brown eyes. She wears a size 4 dress and has the measurements of 33, 25, 34. Kelly Gale, your Fantasy Girl of the Week. And that's it, everybody. Like I said, Merry Christmas. I hope you have a great, great, great Christmas season. If you're in the Fantasy Playoff Championships in any of your leagues, good luck. Um, I hope you win. And uh, if you want to take part in our Playoff Fantasy League, email us along with your questions comments, concerns, CFF podcast at hotmail.com or you can get Dan at strap 1971 at yahoo.com. Use the fan line four one four five two zero eight two four nine. Leave us a message. We'll play it on air for you. And uh, you can also text, text a message. We'll read it on air until next week when we have our year end awards show and our new new year's resolutions for football players and coaches, and owners, and the league. I hope hope you have a good week. Be good. Talk to you again. Bye-bye.